0: Just because the NFL playoffs are in full swing doesn't mean it's too early to improve our dynasty rosters. On today's episode of the Regression of the Mean podcast, we have part one of our early offseason buys and sells, and we'll be kicking things off today with the players that we are buying. I am your host, Sean Moran, and I am joined by my co-host, my good friend, and my fellow ball knower, Aiden Holler. Aiden, how we doing, man?
1: I am doing fine, Sean. Um, the three-day weekend was was quite lovely. Um, Bills game getting delayed to line up, you know, a little double dip here on Monday w- was pretty nice too. Um, handful of blowouts this weekend. I wouldn't say it was you know the best wild card weekend of recent memory, but it's playoff football, man. It was awesome. Um, great Bills game. Looking forward to seeing if the Eagles can uh, pull it out tonight. A bit shorthanded. Josh Allen's a lot of fun to watch. He is, yeah. He just goes full Josh Allen, and it's it's awesome. He's an absolute rock star. Looking forward to him and Patty Mahomes squaring off again. I I'm hoping they get over the hump and take down Mahomes um, in the playoffs, but we'll see.
0: That would be uh, a ton of fun. And then we have Ravens, Ravens, Texans, Bills, Chiefs is a pretty fun four. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. That's that's a fun yeah. group of quarterbacks over there in the AFC. Yep. I uh, I am. I am cautiously optimistic about the 49ers, who are ten point favorites, which sounds a little crazy. But if you start doing some digging into the Packers defense, I I just don't think they can stop the 49ers offense. But gotta tip your cap yeah, to uh, gotta tip your cap for them embarrassing Dallas like that. Usually that's the Niners' job, but the fact the fact that the Packers were able to get that done, uh, you gotta tip the cap. I know you don't. I think you want them to to rot in hell, but. Uh, yeah regardless that was torture That was torture, to <laughs> was
1: torture. <laughs> absolutely absolutely flawless performance i'm like what am i watching like before we started here like me and trauma like it just felt like the cowboys never showed up like those were two teams that like wanted it on such different like levels it was it was awful but no good for the packers um yeah we'll see if they can Keep it rolling, or if the Niners do their job, which I think everyone is kind of expecting them to do. Have you ever
0: heard the Mike Tyson quote? Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They they got punched in the mouth, seven nothing on the first drive and plan out the window, completely, completely crumbled. Dak looked like crap. It was just a disaster all around for that team.
0: It was great if you don't like the Cowboys. And then uh Detroit, shout out, yeah. uh shout out Jared Goff. I loved the Dan Campbell speech, Jared Goff's good enough for Detroit. That was, uh, that was pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty electric.
1: He, he's going to get paid this summer. Yeah, he is. They're going to pay him for sure. He is 100% getting an extension, and it's going to be pretty pretty hefty.
0: We're recording this before the results of the Buccaneers-Eagles game, so I'm very curious to know if, it, if it's the Buccaneers, the Lions are – the Lions are going to the NFC Championship game, man. Like That's yeah. uh, it's a pretty I, pretty uh, easy uh, road for them.
1: I think they beat either team. Um, but yeah, I'd say the Buccaneers is definitely the easier route.
0: Before we dive into early offseason buys, two things. One, if you're a part of the 70% of people who enjoy our channel but aren't yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on any regression to the mean content in the future. Two, if you love player prop apps like Prize Picks or Underdogs, you're going to love today's sponsor of the Progression to the Beam podcast, Chalkboard Fantasy Sports. Chalkboard's picks game is similar to what you've probably played hundreds of times on Prize Picks or Underdogs, but what makes them unique is the fact that you can take alternate lines. We've been chalking our board for the past couple of months. It's a great time. You're going to want to download the Chalkboard app with the link in the description of this video and use promo code rtm to double your deposit up to 100 bucks. Aiden early off-season buys. We each have 3. So 6 players in total that we are buying in the early stages of the off-season. We've gone through the stats, we combed through keep trade cut, we've hit the pavement to find you the best players to trade for in January. Aiden why don't you kick things off? Who's someone you're looking to trade for right now in the early parts of the fantasy football offseason?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So this is someone that I've like definitely changed my tone on and kind of outlook, um, and it's Javante Williams. Um, so this is a guy that I kind of wanted nothing to do with in the 2023 season, and I'm kind of okay with not having any um, shares of him during the year. Um, was coming off that brutal knee injury, He's currently the running back 16 on keep trade cut, which puts him right in between Josh Jacobs and Dave Montgomery. So you're probably looking at, you know, late first rounder, uh, maybe early second, depending on the year and how big your league is. Still just 24 years old, um, had just over a thousand all-purpose yards in his first year back from that knee injury. And you could see down the stretch, too, um, was definitely getting stronger, definitely getting more comfortable. Workload was increasing, too. Career-high 47 catches as well. Um, so, built on that really strong rookie year, caught a ton of passes. Really just not a lot of competition in that backfield. Um, McLaughlin looked good. You've got Pirine, um, you know, really just a change of pace, third down back. I really like him going into next year. I know there's some uncertainty around the quarterback position in Denver, but I think this is still a super young running back, full off-season of health with him. Um, could be a sneaky buy for you. So, um, yeah, that's the first guy that I'm that I'm targeting at this juncture in the off season.
0: I like Javante. I, th- I think the case for him was he played all 17 games. He's still like what 24 years old. He's still really young. Still on his rookie contract. Yep. Sean Payton clearly thought really highly of him. He had a really great role, and he still was relatively productive after tearing three different ligaments in his knee the year before. So I think just getting yeah. out there and playing was a pretty big deal. And to do a whole entire season with a new head coach, earn the trust and respect to your head coach like Sean Baton, I'd say that's a pretty big deal. Um, I'm curious to know what it looks like with a new quarterback. Is it Jared Stidham? I, d- I don't know what that's going to yeah. look like for them.
1: No way. It can't be. It can't be.
0: E- either way, what did you say he was in keep trade cut? RB.
1: Running back 16.
0: That's pretty solid. I, I like Javante. People yeah. are gonna be that juiced about him I like him there. Um Yeah, he didn't he didn't have an amazing year, but I, I think that's a good pickup, Aiden. I I, I like that. I think Javante's yeah. somebody that you could really pick up and I think the year after the year will be really big for Javante Williams after the knee injury.
1: Yeah. Him hey and Brees. Obviously Brees, you know, is you know, like the sexier name. Um the both of them eclipsing a thousand yards after, you know pretty serious knee injuries. I I thought was impressive for both, but yeah, I'm um, Javante hasn't really been talked about as much. Who you buying, Sean? My first offseason buy is a person that you and I both admire a ton.
0: <laughs> admire, respect, love, adore. His name. Uh, and that would be Nico, <laughs> Nico Collins, the wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Now I can already people saying, Hey, Sean, uh, Nico Collins just said like a 200 yard uh, playoff game. Um, it's kind of obvious, right? Well, Here's where I'm at with Nico Collins. He's currently the wide receiver 12 on keep trade cut after the likes of Jalen Waddle, after the likes of Brandon Ayuk, two guys I really like, and even like Chris Alave too. I think you can make a strong argument that Nico Collins should be above Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Waddle, and someone like Chris Alave. Uh, he's, He's 25 years old. He's now coming off a career year where he posted, I think, the third best yards per route run in the NFL. I think that right now that he's the wide receiver 12 on keep trade cut because I think people are undervaluing him because one of tank Dell and two, because I think people believe that he's a product of CJ Stroud. So I did some number crunching, again and I went through this when tank Dell and Nico Collins were on the field together. When they were on the field together this season, Nico Collins still outpaced tank Dell and Target share, yards per outrun, targets per outrun, first read targets, end zone targets, fantasy points per game, and expected fantasy points per game. Now, it was relatively close in some of those categories, but Nico is clearly the 1A to Tank Dell's 1B. And two, with the Tank Dell situation, I had a very strong opinion on a on our episode that's coming out in the top 50 rankings where I said I was out completely on Tank Dell. After getting dunked on by one of my favorite Twitter doctors, Jeff Mueller, um, I've softened my stance on Tank Dell just a little bit. Softened my stance just a little bit uh, in 2024 post-fibula fracture. But I'm still pretty skeptical that a very small wide receiver in year two, six months removed from a broken leg, is really going to hurt Nico Collins' outlook for next year. So I think Tank Dell, maybe I was a little harsh. I think he's still going to have a nice year next year. But how is that really going to take Nico Collins' shine as a wide receiver one? And then second, this narrative that C.J. Stroud made Nico Collins isn't rooted in reality. Like, Nico Collins last season on a bum ankle, playing with Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, Case Keenum, and Jeff Driscoll had a higher yards per route run in 2022 than T. Higgins, Zay Flowers, and Calvin Ridley did in 2023. He was still efficient with probably one of the worst situations in all of football and then if you want more of a like example of how sick nico collins is did you see that play um in the uh, in the game against the the browns Aiden, where cj Shaw gets nailed and lets one fly to nico downfield and nico mid-air week 18. Fl- no oh, i think this oh, is in the playoff oh, okay, game yes. he flips his hips okay Mid air, mid adjustment, just a sick adjustment mid air to go to the other shoulder and yeah. dive and make a catch. Like, oh CJ's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, down CJ like, Stroud, yeah,
1: the, yeah, like down um, like the left side of the field.
0: Amazing, yeah. amazing ball. Like everything's amazing. CJ Stroud is one hundred percent unlocked. Nico Collins potential, but Nico is a goddamn baller. It, his height, weight, athletic profile—it's kind of insane to think this guy went in the third round based off of like his pro day. How athletically gifted he is. I just think people are sleeping on Nico Collins because he's a year three breakout when this guy is legit as legit can be. I'm buying all the Nico Collins I can get.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm in on there with uh, Nico. This was this was probably one of our best like offseason takes in terms of like guys that are gonna bust this year. And like Nico was honestly better than we all expected, but like it was like buy Nico, buy Nico, buy Nico. If you bought him last summer, you probably got him for you know significantly cheaper than what he is now. Um he's expensive now, like you said. So love Nico. I think the points around Tank Dell are super valid. Um he's gonna need some time to get ramped back up. And yeah, Nico's just a beast, dude. The size, the speed, strength, um, really awesome athletic profile. And you're tied to what top five, top ten QB, depending on where you want to put CJ Stroud right now. Like you could you could put him. As high as five, if you really wanted, he's you he's definitely in the top, top ten. Four.
0: you could put him top four. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, so it's I, like I, I, yeah, you want to be tied to League QB. You've got the young wide receiver. It's um, yeah, great time to be a Nico Collins owner in Dynasty. All right, who's the second
0: guy you're buying right now in January? Eden?
1: Let's do it. So this is actually the guy right behind uh, Nico, um, the next wide receiver on keep trade cut. It is it is none other than my DJ Moore. Uh, um, this is a guy, too, that I think is quite undervalued given what he just produced and his age. Um, so, again, yeah, he's wide receiver 13 right now between Nico Collins and Devonta Smith. Um, if I'd rather have Nico or DJ, that's a tough one. I would definitely have either one of them before Devonta, though. Um, both wide receiver ones on their team. DJ Moore still only 26 years old, turning 27 this upcoming spring. Coming off a year where he posted career highs, in every single category 96 catches just under 1400 yards and eight touchdowns through the air another one on the ground which was good for wide receiver six on the year i know there's a lot of skepticism in terms of who's playing quarterback and i really just don't think it matters whether it's justin fields or caleb williams he's going to be the wide receiver one in that offense and he's going to absolutely ball again i think bringing in another wide receiver uh Depending on who it is, hopefully it's one of the uh, first rounders. Whether it's a neighbor's Rome from Washington, I think bringing in a competent wide receiver two is only going to help him. Uh, DJ Moore was the only like legitimate wide receiver threat in that offense last year. This is no disrespect to Darnell Mooney; absolutely love him. Cole Comet was legit too, but they need a wide receiver two in that offense, which I think is just going to unlock him. I think an underrated part of DJ Moore too is in his six-year career, he's missed two football games. This guy's durable. He's out there every single Sunday, dude. Just balls. So I love him. I still think he's super young, coming off career highs. Again, probably getting him for you know late first, maybe something in the second. Like it's probably going to cost you a first rounder for DJ Moore, um, unless you are just like absolutely sweet talking and you know pulling off some witchcraft with your league mates. Um, he's going to be expensive, but love DJ Moore. I think um to all the people that said like he can't take the um uh, like Stefan Diggs or AJ Brown type leap with a real QB um absolutely absolutely shoved it in their faces. So DJ is legit, man. This guy's hell of a football player.
0: We were in on Nico and DJ heading into this uh this season. We were in I, on both of them. I think if you're looking range of outcomes for DJ Moore. Worst outcome is it's Justin Fields and they don't draft another wide receiver,
1: right? Oh, that'd be a fucking
0: disaster. But we just saw him be fantastic in that situation with a healthy yeah, Justin. That's Fields, wide receiver six. DJ mm-hmm. Moore was top three wide receiver with Justin Fields at quarterback. It it Tyson Bajan's low A dot kind of took the ceiling off of DJ Moore. Um, when yeah, Justin no, Fields played, it was phenomenal. Best case scenario is we get a pass happier OC. either Justin Fields or Caleb Williams, and we also get a second wide receiver, which I think takes a little bit of attention off of DJ, and overall just elevates this offense. I think the coolest part about DJ Moore is the guy had scored like four or five touchdowns in pretty much every year of his career, and this year he finally has a big touchdown season. Regression is king, baby. So
1: Regression is king.
0: I love DJ. I would buy DJ. I would buy DJ over Jalen
1: Waddell. Oh, for sure. I, mean, yeah, I agree. I, I I want the alpha. I'd like I want the number one option. Um I guess for Waddle, like you could argue Tyreek's only playing two more years, but no, I want DJ Moore and I want him now. It's like I feel pretty safe counting him in as a top ten receiver again next year in fantasy. Um, even without the clarity in terms of what the team's gonna look like. I mean,
0: let's just do this right now. Would you rather have DJ Moore for the next two seasons or would you rather have Chris Alave? DJ Moore. Would you rather have DJ Moore or Nico Collins?
1: Oh, that's hard. That's like choosing between like your two like children. Um I adore them both, honestly. Oh, that's so hard, dude. I would probably flip a coin. I yeah. don't know. I want to I want to lean DJ with my heart, but Nico is tied to Stroud and has Tank Dell for, you know, target competition at this time. I don't know. I I'd be very pleased with either one. Brandon
0: Ayuk or DJ
1: Moore? See, that sucks too. i probably DJ.
0: AJ Brown or DJ Moore? Next two years.
1: That's got to be
0: AJ. Okay. Right? They're the same age. They're pretty much the same age. I think that DJ Moore is closer to AJ Brown than I think people think.
1: I, I know that's not the most elegant way of thinking people think. It, it, it's He's different closer. builds, yeah. but, but the production and the role is is extremely similar.
0: Or you could just have a dynasty team that has all three. AJ Brown,
1: DJ Moore, and Nico.
0: Like, uh, like I do. You have one, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's out of control. I may have, probably shouldn't have traded CD Lamb. Okay, on to my next... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. It was before CD became the best receiver in the NFL. Um, Okay. That was insane. I really traded him and then he immediately just like turned into (laughs) wide receiver. I'd never seen anything like that. All right. Moving on to the second guy. So the second guy that I am buying in January, it is very different. It is not a 25 year old ascending alpha wide receiver. It is a 29 year old running back who only played 12 games in 2023 Coming in at RB thirty two on Keep Trade Cut, I am all in on James Connor in the year twenty twenty four. All right, hey, hey. James Connor, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, under me. he's undervalued because of two things: age, injury history. Okay, that's very clear. Twenty nine, he misses a ton of games. However, I've got a compelling argument. He's hashtag good at football. Like he he's quite good um, when he when he 100%. plays. I, I might even describe him as really fucking good. He played in 12 games, but he finished top 10 in yards after contact, missed tackles forced, first down, and yards. I thought this stat was super impressive. He finished third in next-gen stats, rush yards over expected, despite facing eight-plus defenders in the box on 25% of his rush temps, which was 10th most in the NFL. This guy was about as good as CMC, and Kyron Williams in the NFC in terms of a running back. Now, age and injury, age and injury history, Aiden. They're they're pretty concerning. He's he's twenty nine. He's probably going to be thirty next year. I have to double check. Uh, he misses like three to four games. It feels like every single year.
1: Yeah, like sprains an ankle. Like what <laughs> feels like every single year.
0: But that, I feel like that's baked in. It's already baked in with his RB thirty two designation. But. There has been a recent history of older, talented, and off injured running backs having big success later in their careers. Looking at you, Raheem Mostert. And I feel like the big point of why I'm in on James Conner next year is I think this Cardinals offense could be like good to above average. Yeah. They've got a really you know, solid, yeah. Yeah. They, they have a really solid and ascending play caller in Drew Petzing who really called up a fantastic run game this year. Kyler's going to be a full year removed from the ACL. Kyler averaged like 19 fantasy points per game, uh, a year removed from the ACL, which is a really good sign. I think he's going to be much better next year. They've got an alpha tight end in Trey McBride. They're probably going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors. Maybe they draft the tackle. I don't know, but they're probably going to invest in this offense. Yeah, for and sure. their offensive line was pretty good. They drafted Paris Johnson Jr., and he was excellent as a rookie. Uh, so, I just think this is a great environment for Connor to thrive in. Like, for example, I absolutely love a guy like Saquon Barkley, but Saquon's 22 spots ahead of James Connor on to Keep Trade Cut. It kind of seems like yeah. malpractice. Like, I understand Saquon's a bigger name and he's two years younger, but go look at what James Connor's done the past couple seasons, especially down the stretch in the fantasy playoffs. This dude's been a league winner.
1: I was going to say that too. He always oh, shows up in the fantasy playoffs. It's awesome. Yeah, he's <laughs> killed me in back to back
0: years. You have first hand experience. I mean, yeah. I, I, James, what did I do to you, man? But I, I'm buying James Conner. Yeah. I, I feel like you could get like a second for him. Like, I mean, you could you could sell him for like a second. And I feel like the person who has him is oh, probably sure. okay with offloading a second for him because it's like, well, he's probably going to go over the hill after one year anyway. I just think he's like One of those guys, it's a great like a low risk addition to your dynasty team.
1: Yeah. I like him. I kind of echo like your entire like thought on the Cardinal offense. I I think a lot of people are kind of like discrediting what a healthy Kyler plus some more weapons is gonna mean for that entire team's. I really like James Conner.
0: I was impressed with the play calling. I was impressed with the coaching
1: for the for the Cardinals, man. They 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 weren't as bad as like their record looked. Um they were no. yeah, like like they're pretty scrappy to your point.
0: <clears throat> All right. Who is the last guy you're buying
1: in January? Last buy is, is actually your guy. Um I think kind of the window is is still open where he's relatively cheap, and it is Brock Purdy. Um especially in a super flex league, I think Brock Purdy Is an awesome option. He's currently QB 11 between Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence. Um, So, again, this is going to cost you a first rounder. Um, You know, it won't be cheap, but the guy's 24, just turned 24 this past month in December, coming off an awesome year. Um, You know, 4,300 yards, over 30 touchdowns, was QB six on the year on his rookie deal for another two years so they're going to be able to build this team around him again for another two years before you know they have to invest in him and pay him um it's not the sexiest option rarely runs this isn't you know some dual threat quarterback that's going to be lighting it up on the ground for you but the scheme is just so efficient Um, you know debo Iuke, they're not going anywhere. Kittle's playing as well as he's played his entire career. Got CMC, um, just a really good offense. I think Kyle just puts him, <clears throat> Kyle puts him in a good spot where it just you know it's just layups left and right. Guys are wide open across the field. So again, it's not a sexy option, but I think Brock Purdy is a super stable quarterback for your dynasty roster right now. Whether he's your QB one or QB two, if Brock's your QB two, you've got an awesome QB room. Um, but I'd be fine with him as my QB one. You know, I like I don't think he has like QB one upside on like a week to week basis in terms of like being the top growing quarterback, but it feels like he's consistently in the top five or top ten, uh, which is awesome for fantasy. It's like very rarely is, is he dropping duds.
0: <clears throat> I love this. I didn't and me and team, I did not put him up to this. This was of his
1: own uh this was this his was own man. He,
0: he decided to do this. So so my thoughts I, on Brock.
1: I still have his name muted on Twitter. I still have his name <laughs> muted on Twitter, but I do respect his 2023 season.
0: Um, okay, so my, my thoughts on Brock in, in particular. So age age 24, two years left on his rookie deal. They're going to be able to squeeze in the IU deal, right? So they have 30 million, in, 40, 30, 40 million in cap space. They're going to roll that over this year. They'll do some cap chicanery we're probably going to keep this 49ers offense for at least a year or two. So th- that's okay. So it's like, okay, I don't know. I believe in Brock the talent. What about the supporting guest? That seems relatively <clears throat> s- secure for the next couple of years. Uh, maybe I'm a little optimistic, yep. but at least next year Two, I he got so, too. way, better. he got way better this year than he was last year. Like, obviously the stats are spectacular, but the decision making his ability to create out of structure, his accuracy, his aggressiveness, um, he he really was a better quarterback. And what's crazy is, is he got a lot better as the year went along. Um, from weeks nine on, Brock Purdy was PFF's number two rated quarterback. And what's interesting is if you looked at PFF at the early in the year when he had all the stats, he was like QB 10, 11. They were relatively like, oh, this guy's fine. But he became a really highly graded quarterback as the year went along. So I think that's really something to keep an eye on. A lot of people are going to look at his four-interception game against the Ravens, which stunk. It was really unpleasant. It ruined my Christmas. Kyle Hamilton, I hate you. Um, yeah.
1: but,
0: but if you throw that game out, the guy basically like had a perfect year. He had the concussion against Minnesota. He had kind of a rough game against the Bengals. But you know, those like start 16, 17. It's going to be hard when you're younger. I think he basically passed every test, yeah. and the supporting cast is money. So I'm, I'm in. I'd buy Brock. I think that's a great, great guy to buy right now.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. The last guy. Take us home. Take us home.
0: And this is very on brand for me. This is is a super on brand name. I forget who this is. He's 25 years old. He's currently the tight end nine on keep trade cut. And his name is Jake Ferguson. I want you to go buy Fergie style. I want you to go get Jake Ferguson. And this was not inspired by the fact that he had a monster game in Garbage Time. What a performance Garbage Time get- Dak from 2020 was back in full force, baby. That was, it was beautiful. It was it was a thing of beauty if you had him at playoff best ball. He was it just didn't matter, but it totally did. Um I think things are very clear after seeing a year two breakout from Jake Ferguson. One, you will never see him be the alpha in this offense that is unquestionably CeeDee Lamb. But playing amongst the likes of Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, and Jalen Tolbert, he's clearly the number two in a very high-powered offense. So I don't know what they do with Mike McCarthy. I don't don't know what the Cowboys' plan is going to be. But regardless, Jake Ferguson, as it currently stands, is the number two in this offense. He's 25 years old. And when you look at his 2023 in context against the other tight ends who ran at least 75 routes... Here is where he finished: eighth in yards, seventh in targets, ninth in receptions, tied for third in TDs, third in end zone targets, sixth in yards after the catch, third missed yard, if third in yards after contact per reception, sixth in missed tackles forced. And there's a ton of meat on the bone too for Ferguson Aiden in 2024 because he finished 14th in targets per outrun and he finished 14th in first read target percentage. If those were to creep up with his ability to force missed tackles and create after the catch, I think he could have a very special season in year three. Again, CD is the true alpha, but I really like Ferguson as the number two in this offense, especially if he's tied to Dak Prescott. I think it's time to buy Jake Ferguson. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm a big fur guy. Um, I was gonna bring up the red zone targets too. I, I had him at first most among tight ends. Um
0: shit, man. I might be
1: off there. I'll but it's like first. The red zone rule. Yeah, the red zone is incredible. I I've got him at more at eleven more than the next most, um, in TJ Hawkinson. Um yeah, like on the roll's awesome. Dak clearly trusts him. Dude's still super young. What is he, the twenty four what, 24, 25. 25? It's bad, yeah, yeah so still very old um or uh, very young pardon me um yeah the rolls awesome deck and that offense really really figured things out in the air in the second half of the year obviously they just got embarrassed but um we're gonna expect another like top five offense from them next year barring any massive changes in that scheme so you no know, I, I think that's a great one we'd uh, we'd give the tight end some love to round up this upset but that is it
0: I am buying Nico Collins Jake Ferguson and who's my third one? And James uh, Connor. I am buying James Nico Con- Collins. <laughs> I am buying <laughs> J. Ja- <laughs> I am buying Nico Collins, James Connor, and Jake Ferguson.
1: Aiden, who are you buying? Who, who are you buying right now in January, bud? I, I'm buying Javante Williams, DJ Moore himself, and the Pervert Brock Purdy. Go get those trades in. This is the best time to make a trade. Go best do it. time yeah, go like, do it with the roster uncertainty um it's risky like there it's it's very high risk high reward um because you could totally get ahead of like some big roster changes which like propels your guy into a bigger role or it, it could also go the other way but um yeah go take some swings go 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 bother your league mates drop some uh, trades in their inbox see see who takes the bait
0: if you like this content stay tuned for part two of this series for early off season sales. It's not going to be all positive there guys that we're, we're trying to get off our rosters, man. So Aiden, thank you for joining. Thank you for getting some takes off. We appreciate you. And thank you for tuning in until next time.